Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's like bad medicine, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Another win for Manchester United and another loss for Leicester City. It's Monday for the September. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Vidishan Antharaja. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Pete Donaldson. Hello, everybody. Good to have you with us. It's Monday morning, and Vitushan Hantaraj is in the same room as me for the first time in a while. Yeah, well, I mean, you dropped the case, and now we can be together again. <laughs> we can, indeed. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's good to see you all. Gentlemen, it was a weekend packed full of football, as it tends to be mm. during the season, and uh, lots of things to get through. But before we do, Jim Campbell, I'd like to hear some highlights of the weekend, beginning with yours. I'm going to go for Alexis McAllister's uh, disallowed goal because mm. I think it's it will go down in history as like one of those lost albums or like a, a piece of lost artwork that's yeah. found years later. It mm. would be a contender for goal of the season. It was such a pure, <laughs> perfect hit and it is now lost forever for the most <laughs> pernickety, annoying reason. Yeah. But I want, to, I want to give it its due oh. and just, you know, Big it up. Yes. And the, the, the great thing is he made up for it, of course, but we'll get to Brighton in a minute. But a good start. Pete Donaldson, can you top that? I am now very much a big fan of Pugmol. Uh, it's a thing I didn't know existed. 
Was he the Australian? Oh, it was Pugwall. Pugwall. Yeah. And his summer. It's very much Pugmall summer at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> but Pugmall uh, is not uh, an acronym or initialization that I even uh, knew existed until no. uh, this weekend because they've had a busy one because mm. VR has been absolute uh, dog pops. But yeah. um, it was, uh, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just obsessed with VAR. I learned that. That that's a problem. Now we're moving on to Pugmall. Yeah. And let's see what they've got to say for themselves yeah. this yeah, week. Yeah, when I saw the How far the... does it go? How far? I, I does Pugmall have a Pugmall? This mole? goes all the way to the top. <laughs> well, who's at the top? Will we find out after Pugmall have had their say? Captain Pugmall. We just can't, <laughs> we just can't <laughs> know at this stage. <laughs> Interesting. Vish, your highlight of the weekend? Uh, my highlight from the weekend comes from a game that we should probably dedicate the show to. Mm. Um, Man United winning. Yeah, it was. Um, they, <laughs> <laughs> but specifically when... Um, Cristiano Ronaldo having played the part of like, no, no, I'm really in it for the team, applauding all the goals and Mm. this, that and the other, gets on the field, Fred does brilliantly to keep the ball in play, crosses to him and it's just ahead of him and Ramsdale comes and tidies up and you can see Ronaldo go, oh, Fred! (laughs) (laughs) And it was like he just got home to find like the newspaper chewed up, like vomit where the lavender candles used to be. (laughs) And it it was a real kind of like, You've been in my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was a real kind of like a dropping of character. Mm. Character that he only adopted at about 4.30 on Sunday afternoon. Yeah. And it, was, it just, you know, the veneer went completely. And he, I, I think he's hating everything about not playing and uh, and United winning. And it was mm. it was really clear in that moment. I see, I see. Mine obviously would be Mitrovic wafting that one in against Spurs. It was a loss at Slightly the end of the day. Down. Indeed, but he, you know he's keeping the pace with Haaland and that's the, the main thing. <laughs> um, well, let's talk about uh, Manchester United 3, Arsenal 1. Um, Manchester United put an end to Arsenal's winning start to the season. How about that? Uh, and it was that £100 million man, Anthony. Was it pounds or euros? I, 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 he's a lot of money. Uh, and he scored on his very first start. Mm. I thought the Cristiano Ronaldo celebration for his goal was genuine I did yeah yeah Mm. maybe it was Mm -hmm. I think he knows that the camera's going to be on him so standing up and applauding in that way is it feels quite a he didn't have to stand quite a controlled you know celebration explosion (laughs) (laughs) well fair play to him Um, Anthony went mental didn't he Peter Four, four sort of four different separate celebrations. Very there was pleased. The ball up the shirt, baby. Yeah, and, and suck thumb. Uh-huh. Kiss, kiss, the, kiss the, the badge. What was the other ones? Just sort of general madness. A general bit ultimate warrior. Like, like a horn yeah. thing. Was it horns as well? Is it horns? Some right. Sort okay, of hand yeah. signal. You're well, only that led to the baby. It goes back to my radio training. Only one thought per link. So. <laughs> Don't try and complicate. I was a proponent of the no thought per link as well, yeah. which that's why I don't work in radio anymore. Right, I see. <laughs> to, uh, to borrow a joke from Twitter fan, funny man at Sidin, um, Anthony had more celebrations than Diwali. Nice. Good. That's very good, good stuff. Do you, reckon, do you reckon they pushed the bot out financially because he looks a little bit like Mark on out of it? Little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I did think that, actually. Uh, that is yeah. fun. Same physical kind of specimen when you say push the boat out they I mean they really did shove it out to sea it was that, full of money uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a money spill in the ocean I'm, I'm it's going to have little crabs with their go- what crabs got uh, mouths claws yeah I'm thinking yeah but it's not a problem Pinces. if you've got it in your claws <laughs> Why did I choose the well, crab? No, because no, if you've got oil in your claws, they'll slip, won't they? <laughs> what, what, money in their claws? Yeah, well, you yeah. can't, oh, no, you can't that, grab onto stuff. You yeah. can if those wads, a crab would be easy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, lobsters as well, the they'd, whole lot. They'd start getting revered by internet influencers. Look at that guy. He's got so, look at that crab. He's got so much money. <laughs> yeah. Money crab. <laughs> money, 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 money. He used to be, he used to be a kickboxer. <laughs> <laughs> money, 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 money. <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you mean. Uh, mm. Well, he scored. It, oh, he did spooky hands as well. Yeah, he did throw the spooky that's, hands. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, wow. the applause, it was spooky hands. Yeah. Which was sort of 
Maybe that's what Ronaldo was applauding. Just <laughs> excellent rain. The thrill of Spooky Hands was also kind of uh, taken on board by the Backstreet Boys. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it was, yeah, yeah. Well It's more seen. thriller. Mm. I think that was very thriller. In fact, he yeah. looks like no, but a that's backing what dancer. He's saying that the, the Backstreet Boys were mm. referencing fi- thriller. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. And but Anthony, which one does he think he's referencing? I think Anthony looks a little bit like a backup dancer from the thriller video. <laughs> yeah, okay. I saw that, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I see what you mean. I think there's a lot to be said for having a player that everyone else hates. And I think Anthony does seem like a complete cock. So you must be delighted <laughs> with that. Do you think his celebration you, was... Do you, did you hate him before? Yeah, Sunday, yeah straight away. Just, yeah. Oh, God. It was a sense like, he's going to score. But it just, just really feels like he's going to score. When he was doing stepovers for essentially no reason, just right. to sort of showboat a bit. It's like, oh, he's But did you confident. think his celebration was disrespectful to Ajax? It looked like he was... Absolutely delighted to be well, playing he, he football. He tweeted after the game, didn't he? He's like, nice to finally meet you, old Trafford. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, Gordon Bennett, man. Was it that bad there? <laughs> um, is that, last, that is the earliest badge kiss in football history, surely? Uh, yeah. Maybe Robbie yeah, Keane. No, I guess reason. you want to make a statement, though, don't you? I think that the badge kiss only works in your first match or your last match. I mean, no, is, I, so, I think... so he's already expecting a baby, but he's kissed his badge first before the baby's come. Good point. I has think he got, that's too Has he got long. the badge pregnant? Sure. Is that what that, that celebration is about? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and he gave how, birth, that's how much I love Man yeah, So many layers. And I'm going to give birth to a goal myself. Or give birth to an evil goal. That's yeah. what the hands are for. Uh, yeah. I can't remember which pundit it was, but he will get kicked up in the air quite a bit if he tries all those little tricks. Yeah. I think it was Roy Keane. Well, Andy was saying actually it's very difficult to kick him out of games, isn't it? So we'll, we'll see. Well, in the modern era, yes. But, uh, you know, teams will try. I've no doubt about that. Um, the, the, one of the big talking points was, of course, the, the Martinelli goal that was chalked off for uh, the foul that uh, Martin Odegaard uh, apparently did on Christian Eriksson. Did you think it was a foul, Jim? Um, I agree with what Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank says, because when you find a good gym, you've got to stick together with them. Yeah, a lot yeah. of bad ones. A lot of bad ones. <laughs> yeah. um, but Some that are no longer with us. Well, quite. Mm. But um, yeah, I, th- I do think Ericsson was maybe just a little bit weak on it. And the, oh. there is the, the contact was like, is, is it that bad? At the same time, I can see why if that happened the other way around, I'd be a bit like, no. So it's... I don't know. I don't think that's the reason. You're happy either way. No, I wasn't happy. (laughs) I would have preferred it to have been a goal, actually. You've seen them given... it's not the worst decision we saw all weekend. (laughs) Um, I think it's one that probably would have probably stood without VAR. Um, okay. There's a sense that well, I mean, it did stand just, without VAR. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's well, quite. But there's if a sense the that <laughs> I know that's the, the point of VAR is to to, to rectify these mistakes. Mm-hmm. But it just I, it feels like they're looking for reasons to chalk stuff off this weekend. Isn't well, it? they're putting the rectum in to rectify, don't they? I think so. <laughs> well, some Arsenal fans were up in arms before the game, claiming that referee Paul Tierney is from Salford, which is just down the road from Old Trafford. I mean, there's a conspiracy which we'll now debunk <laughs> because he was actually born in Wigan, um, only 20 miles away from from Old Trafford. Uh, the VAR, Liam Mason is from, from Bolton. So do you think that uh, conspiracy's done and dusted with their <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine from there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I mean, Man United were quite foully, weren't they, through the game, and Tierney, um, Tierney gave them all, as far as I can see. Well, a lot of them. Mm. Yeah, I, I think he was quite... Because, you know, obviously there's that edict that they had at the start of the season where they are going to be less sort of pernickety with their calling of fouls. Mm. And, and I yeah. think... Which I think this massively contradicts that. Yeah, I mean, with that did. in mind, surely that goal should have stood. Yeah, that, that's yeah. I suppose that's fair. But at the same time, I thought you know a couple of United players were lucky not to be given yellow cards straight away. But I think it's a kind of game where the referees are always reluctant to do that anyway. Yeah, because yeah. if you do that early, then it really yeah. does set a precedent. But I mean, Manchester United, Vish, you've taken an absolute hammering over some of their results this uh, 
this season so yeah. far. And now you've finally done something about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And well done. You know, so, you know, you're vindicated. I am, yeah. um, So we won't slag you off for other Everyone people. Everyone kiss the fish. Yeah. <laughs> Stick me under your shirt. Yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> don't reveal the name of the new game too early. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but but it was it's another bit four on the bounce, of course, and it has massively been turned around. I think this was maybe not over the whole game, but over large parts of it. I think this was the least convincing of mm-hmm. the wins mm. because you know, nat- like I, I'm naturally disposed to be quite nervous watching United, mm-hmm. but the only time I had any relief was literally right after we scored. But this was a bit of a throwback because I remember Wenger's teams used to go there and would dominate possession and play pretty well, and then Ferguson's teams would just end up winning because it was on the last... break. Yeah, exactly, yeah. on the yeah. break. Yeah. And in the last half an hour, they would score more goals, which is a very effective tactic. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I'm definitely glad that United won. I think it was the, the way that certain things panned out. Um, for example, you know, Anthony starting well, that's always a bonus. I was quite surprised he started, but I think, I think if this game was on Saturday, he wouldn't have started. Ten Hag yeah. knows him, though, doesn't he? He, he said... Like before and after the game, that he, you know, he knows that Anthony knows his system really well, and it's and it's similar enough that he figured he could slot yeah. in, and he did. It, it didn't surprise me that Saka scored because teams have he's been less effective when teams sort of double up on him, mm-hmm. and Manchester United really didn't do that in this match, and I, and I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> he will score then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can't really do that anymore with Arsenal because no. <laughs> because of Jesus and, yeah. and Martinelli, and and Jesus was outstanding again. Mm. Yeah, um, and I, I think United at times were lucky that. I suppose at the openings they got, I know they had twice as many shots on goal, sorry, shots on target as Arsenal, but yeah, it wasn't quite, there were a little bit of like old school Solskjaer vibes about it. After mm. the Martinelli disallowed goal, Arsenal mm. ran things and then United scored against the run of play. Yeah. Could argue that maybe Arsenal did, Arsenal equalised against the run of play, but yeah. there was, yeah, I, I, I wonder, and I suppose Jim, you'd be able to tell us, but I wonder if you leave that game as an Arsenal fan thinking, that was really fucking annoying, mm. but there is clearly something there. Yeah, I think so. I would disagree that the, the Arsenal goal was against the run of play. I think Arsenal would, was were controlling the game at that point. And that's that's what's been interesting. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, no, sorry, you're right. Yeah. Because Arsenal have... Don't back down. Arsenal have succeeded. No, Stand your ground <laughs> this, this season by controlling games, which was something they were sort of working out how to do last season. I think actually under Ten Hag on this run of wins, that's been the same, right? And so often when you get teams like that that are quite closely matched and have a similar style it just kind of goes back and forth with who has the possession for a bit. The possession Mm. stats were were so topsy-turvy throughout the game. Um, And there is a sense that I just felt the second goal is obviously the absolute kicker. Just get it was too simple, and it was it, it was interesting that Lukonga came off shortly after that. I thought he had an okay game. The spotlight's on him so much because he's you know he's the most inexperienced player in that team, really coming into a really important position. And I think there was I was a bit worried that Ronaldo might beast him essentially, and then I think Arteta was the same. So what he I just sent I actually said when when he brought those three subs on, it's like we're going to go three one down on the break here, and we did almost immediately because yeah. it just felt like just, bet on it. No, I didn't actually. Okay. No, uh, I just felt there was. Um, there wasn't going to be enough protection and it was just a little bit kind of a little bit hit and hope. But yeah, it's absolutely it. It doesn't feel like, oh, we've come away and been like, mm-hmm. but like utterly outclassed by a better team. It's like there's still a bit of naivety there in this team that yeah. needs ironing out. And that has to happen immediately. We can't keep repeating the pattern of last season. Whereas if you lose one game, mm. you lose the next two or you get back up to speed. Still top of the league, mate. Well, oh, quite. losing games and still top of the league. Exactly. You know, it's it showing off. Well. Marcus Rashford. We, we we sat in this very studio a number of weeks ago and we were talking about he's just a shadow of himself. What a turnaround. Such a different player in these last few games or whatever to what he was at the start of the season. Two goals full of confidence. Did he suddenly remember, oh crap, it's a World Cup year. 
I think maybe. I also think, do you not get the impression he's trying to do a bit less? Perhaps. I mean, I just, it just, it's not just the performance. The performances across the pitch, yes, okay. He's he's taken a few players out, put a few in, got his system going, and it, and it looks as though it's coming together. But it was Rashford in particular, the chat he was going to be sold, yeah. his body language, everything. And, and, and he in particular has had a massive turnaround. Yeah, it's almost by necessity, really, because there was that injury to Martial. Uh, there was the fact that they didn't really, you know, Ten Hag didn't really have the, you know, the, the the delay in signing Anthony probably actually helped Rashford because by the time Anthony comes in, Rashford is, you know, someone who has to start there. Mm-hmm. Well, still, you know, start as one of the front three. So, no, it was great to watch. I thought he nearly, I thought he came very close to messing up the, uh, the second, sorry, his first goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then also the second goal, his second goal. I was a bit like, is this offside? Have we, we tried to be a bit too cute here? But no, like I'm, I'm really happy for him, and I do wonder if actually, going forward, if he's just going to be playing through the middle because mm. I, because I kind of prefer that. Even though he actually got those two goals when he moved out to the left, but there seems something about him now where he's not trying as hard, mm-hmm. and I mean that in a good way. He's not trying mm-hmm. as much. Yeah, yeah. playing to his own strength. Indeed, um, indeed. Can we take a little moment to talk about Harry Maguire's booking? Mm. What two minutes he must have been on? Love it. <laughs> Enjoyed it. <laughs> Proper little cameo. Just putting a marker down, Jim. That was if if you had like a, if you designed like an app on Twitter. You know they have like those bots that are like mm, tweet yeah. like you know so and so tweet like Descartes or something like that. You know, there's that one about. Um, well, well, fuck, I've, I've had a massive mind. Who's the, the now racist lad from the Smiths? What's his name? Uh, Morrissey. Morrissey. You know, that's like a Morrissey bot. Oh, they right, just do okay. song, song lyrics. That was like, if you were to, right, what would a Maguire cameo be like? <laughs> Comes on, gets a booking, nearly gives away a penalty as well. <laughs> Maniac. Yeah, yeah, I think actually something Ten Hag's maybe not had credit for is the obvious thing we would all do going into that squad is like, oh, you just drop Ronaldo and Maguire. <laughs> you think, oh, it's going to be an absolute media storm. It's going to be difficult for him to do it. And it, he well, did and, and it hasn't been and it's worked. And signed Casemiro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although he didn't play yeah. uh, or yeah. didn't start. So, yeah, so. yeah, even more to come from them. Indeed, yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, during the game, we should say that uh, Lee Dixon, who was on COCOMS for, um, uh, for one of the broadcasts, uh, asked why goalkeepers don't wear caps anymore. He seemed quite annoyed at this. Mm. Goalkeepers don't wear caps to, to shield themselves from the sun. Uh, and, he, and, and the full quote was, why don't keepers wear caps anymore, especially when we have global warming these days, allegedly. It sounds like a, sounds like a bored, tired man. <laughs> <laughs> Let us move on to an impressive win uh, for Brentford. 5-2 against Leeds United. A beautiful Ooh, Ivan oh, Tony hat-trick. Brilliant. Come on. He's on five mm. goals already this season, same as Harry Kane, one less than Mitrovic. It shows you the pedigree of the man if he's keeping up with them. 18 out of 18 penalties he's scored since joining from Peterborough. He's very, very impressive. Uh, uh, Thomas Frank has backed him for an England call-up, which is I suppose, it's slightly surprising that he hasn't been mentioned uh, for England before. Yeah. Perhaps he has, but certainly uh, he's getting the, the plaudits that, that he should be. Because Callum's injured. Yeah, <laughs> but, move on but, yeah. to the next one. Yeah. Dominic Calvert-Lewin is way out of the, <laughs> uh, the yeah. pecking order. Yeah. Watkins and Ings are just not, just not quite happening there. Blah, 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 blah. Defoe's retired. Defoe's retired. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Would you say that uh, this season that he's played against Fulham, Leicester and Leeds? I mean, okay, so what's your point here? Uh, or do they count less? Uh, I just think, I just think. Here he goes. The Peter, very definition of you're unbelievable. what a 2022 Marcus, track bully is. They beat Fulham. <laughs> Who did? They beat Fulham. Who did? <laughs> Brentford. 
Oh, you're doing a Richard Keys. Yeah. Well, come on, you of all people should know that. Well, they didn't beat Fulham. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They played Fulham. There we go. There we go. <laughs> they scored against Fulham, as, uh, as, our, as yeah. your man said. Uh, well, as Thomas Frank said, uh, England have been in a few penalty shootouts, uh, and if they want to win one, they need to pick him, because he says he's the best penalty taker in the world right now. I mean, he does strike the ball very, very confidently. Uh, you know, he obviously waits for the goalkeeper to move. Um, that free kick as well, though. I mean, that is just a man he... playing with confidence. Well, it's the way he hits that he's managed to find the middle part of the right-hand side of the front of his foot yeah. and so it goes wide whenever he hits a penalty or hits mm. one of, or, or tries to hit one of these free kicks like they just go so wide yeah. so early that it clears the fucking uh, wall mm. very very easily yeah. it's uh, what about his third Peter that's the best to do absolutely beautiful but that would be when a player playing with such confidence mm. and, and playing with such quality I mean it really is quite something do, do you think that if he'd scored those goals last weekend he would have been on the move to Chelsea or something <laughs> Yeah, but <laughs> do you reckon fifty yeah. million in the in the back pocket? No, and, and I, just off the chest because like he, he's he, they've got players like De Silva in the team. Well, mm-hmm. he's been able to play him mm-hmm. uh, at the start of the season, so he's been able to sort of move up the up the field a little bit. He's a good he's a good hold up man, but he needs someone to sort of lay it off to. Well, I think and I think I think he's last season back end of last season mm-hmm. he was quite a limited footballer in 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 the way mm-hmm. that Brentford played. I think I, I, I would pro- almost say that England probably suits him more mm-hmm. uh, than, than how Brentford was forced to play play last season. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's yeah. got a lot to his game though. Yeah, and and, and, and I, I I I agree agree with what you're saying. I think with Tony. I wonder if someone looks at him and thinks, mm, he's only played in the Premier League under Brentford. In fact, really, we know him because of, mm. because of Brentford and Thomas Frank, who scored a, a boatload of goals um, in the season where they were promoted. So I, I wonder if people sort of say, what would he be like playing in another system? You know, there is a touch of the maverick about him, mm. as he showed on the weekend. He is an underrated shithouse. Oh, massively. He, he is one of the... I think he could be one of the best heels in the Premier League. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> if he was a wrestler, he'd be in Degeneration X. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. He's got that. He's got that bit about him, and he clearly loves it. Mm, mm. He clearly, you know, he clearly does a lot of talking on Twitter. There was, do you remember that video that came out? Of, I think on some like of on team. Yeah, oh. he was like fuck, Bre- fuck Brentford, and he just kind of wore it. He was like, yeah, no, I did say that. I was just joking oh. around. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah. And that's that, so rare. That's it's so rare to sort yeah. of get away with that. I think in many ways, goals yeah. help. Yeah, they do. What a salve! What a <laughs> salve a goal is. I think that Ooh, was the that, that's so the best goal to cap off a hat trick I've seen in a while mm, mm-hmm. because he was so calm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you have that calmness without a being that good and also b having two goals in your back pocket. Yeah. yeah. I mean, football is a really stressful thing to watch when you're invested in it, right? I can imagine it's similar when you're playing, but a goal like that is what you know someone is. They could stay out there for three hours and just be absolutely <laughs> loving it. Yeah. Someone just absolutely yeah. loving life, enjoying the peak of their own physical prowess. Well, it's as a beautiful thing to witness. The, the noise the ball made as it sort of plopped in it was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, it the to That's keep the future your... balls that can. <laughs> no, yeah, 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 yeah. Offside. What? Well, that was the ball. <laughs> but to to like to keep your frame of mind in that situation where everyone in the ground mm. with a Brentford affiliation would have been shouting shoot, yeah. fucking shoot, yeah, yeah, yeah. and to just chip it into the top corner. Well, it doesn't seem. <laughs> to be bothered by pressure does he I mean the, the, the penalties would, would attest to that I, don't, I, I think there's a chance he could be called up for England I suspect that I, I'm not sure Southgate would, would go for a player like him in that position I don't know what I mean I think that there is maybe too much of the Southgate's moment. a face <laughs> maybe there's also the sense that just isn't enough time to get a proper look at him maybe possibly oh I don't know I think this is I think this is so on the cards do you think yeah I'd, I'd love to see him get a call up it would be it, it, it'd be one of the most fun call ups he can make 
The only thing I think would it's work... It's not going to happen then, is it? He's not, <laughs> yeah. he's not a fun manager, is he? <laughs> We've, yeah. Oh, he's, he's given us plenty of good times. He's given us plenty he of good times. By accident, though. I very much enjoyed um, Sinister Lewis's one. Like, it's, it's absolute whacker. Which, oh, yeah, Whack. that, I, that, yeah, it's good to mention that because I thought that goal will get forgotten yeah, it will among be. the Tony hat trick. He looks five, good. Like, at 5 mm. 2. He does, he yeah. Looks like he's sort of uh, equipped himself in the Premier League very good. Uh, very, good very, very well. How's, Jess, how's Jesse Marsh? <laughs> it's sinister, isn't it? It's sinister. How's Jesse Marsh equipping himself in the Premier League? <laughs> well, he's getting sent off. <laughs> yeah, he's very he's frustrated. I want to shake your hand. I think, I, think, <laughs> yeah. I think that decision was one of the worst of the weekend, personally. I think it was a foul. I think it was a pullback with a foul. I agree. And then, but then he, he's an angry man, isn't he? Well, he is. <laughs> Maybe underrated. So angry animated. Man. I love it. He said, he said, I was speaking with the fourth official, trying to be as respectful as I possibly could. And I thought, you weren't trying that hard. <laughs> I understand it, you know, but um, he said uh, when you don't. But I want see open it... carrying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he said, and then you don't see it reciprocated. The respect—that's what I would call it. The lack of VAR visit uh, in the end to me is a lack of respect. The fact that they didn't go to VAR mm. or the referee didn't have a look. Right. I mean, obviously, it was checked. They're all VAR checked. equals respect. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So he he wasn't best mm. pleased uh, uh, at all. So yeah, I mean, but Leeds have started a little bit better than personally I thought they would have done. Um, but that was a, a bit of a shellacking. There was another five-two scoreline at Brighton. Of course, they biffed Leicester City five-two. Mm. Uh, uh, first time Brighton have scored five in a top-flight game. They've been in great form this season. They really are. Um, they're scoring eleven goals already. And and bearing in mind, only Wolves and the relegated side scored fewer than them last season. So for them to to, yeah. to be scoring a few. Um, it's been very impressive only Fulham Fulham have beaten them this season it's, it's worth I believe, reminding us I believe uh, Jules Breach brought her mum and her dad to oh it was lovely so, that that's what, so that's why they won put on so a, handsomely put, put on a display for our Jules <laughs> um, but yes considering Brighton they sold Basuma who's a very important player to them Cucurella who was great as well Morpo who played his part uh, they sold all three of them recently they've not been missed at all this season no, have they yeah. and and the way I, Potter is he, he he's quickly becoming that manager who people will say he's very underrated but then he'll become rated at some yes. point you know but he, but for i think it's rare to see an englishman who seems to be so tactically astute and uh, uh and flexible as well because mm. if you think about McAllister, um who was signed as a number 10 is now playing in front of the back four with um uh, Caicedo, of course who he's, himself was a, a real sort of gem plucked from nowhere yeah right uh, um he, he's done this you know trossard at sort of wing back and the way he kind of moves it around but they're going with it and it's working very, very well. Do you know, it's that thing we see, maybe we see it more with, with like the real top tier managers because it's, it's, it's discussed more. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm thinking of with, in the way that maybe Pep uses midfielders, uh, wing back or, you know, back in the day at Bayern Munich, Philip yes. Lahm into midfield yeah, yeah, yeah. and the way he creates like, you know, Arsenal benefiting from the fact that Zinchenko is a left back who also basically plays in midfield. Yeah. Um, but, he, but Potter clearly has this quality of, looking at a player mm. and not really thinking about like the position he's played for the last 15 years yeah. and looking at, his, his yeah, looking at his component parts and being like, you'd be really good here mm. and this is what I think you, you, you know, you're going to play. Yeah. And to get the players to buy into that mm -hmm. really says a lot of, of I suppose, what he does because yeah. you know, you've got really convinced players who've been conditioned for so long mm -hmm. whose ego... And international a, players. Yeah, yeah, whose egos as professionals would mm. be... No, but this is my position. I own this spot totally, on the football yeah. field. That's why like, you signed me. Exactly, yeah. yeah. The McAllister thing's amazing because, yeah, he signed as a number 10. And, you know, purely because of, I suppose, old hang-ups, you'd think, Argentinian number 10? Mm. Is that really going to work? Does that work in the Premier League, in the systems people play in the Premier League yeah, right now? he's got a British name. <laughs> <laughs> Alexis. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, he's done brilliantly. And also, like, 
to way the way he's fashioned them into Premier League players and they've lost none of their flair mm, yeah. is so so good. It yeah. really is impressive, and I think it does go under the radar. And I was also, I'm not having to go at Brighton fans here, but I always like to remind ourselves, it wasn't that long ago they were booing (laughs) some of them. But that's not not unique to Brighton fans. It's more the the fickle nature of football fans, you know. Just wait a minute, it'll be good. Yeah, He's clearly doing a fine job there and and, and long may it continue. It feels like you're, you know, and I suppose Leicester are a great example of this, but it feels like you're wondering when they're going to hit their ceiling. Mm -hmm. Because Leicester have very much hit that. Indeed, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, Leicester looked all over the place again, for crying out. Loud, I mean. Leicester scene. Do you remember John Malkovich is that half floor? We're saying between head? like the thirteenth floor and the fourteenth floor, it's four, thirteen and a half, and the and, yes. the and the ceilings are very short. Yeah. So that, do you that, think that's their that's their, that's their ceiling? Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's what is it? Five five losses on the bounce now yeah. for Brother Brendy. It's it's. Well, I, I I thought to myself he'll be safe for a bit certainly because of, you know if they can't afford to bring in new signings and whatnot, can you afford yeah. to I'm not I don't know what Roger's contract is, but you know, perhaps you'd have to pay him off a bit if he was sacked or And then bring a similar profile like it, a manager it, who can yeah. get you Exactly above. because yeah you yeah. can't bring in someone else because then your Premier League status is, is in is in trouble despite the squad and so on. But that is the realities of it. Because there's not much you know, considering or, or comparing to other Premier League seasons, there's not any dross, I don't think, down the bottom um this season. Mm. But yeah, exactly. So you think bloody hell, but if it doesn't improve because th- I mean this is bad. I mean you saw some of the, the the mix-ups at the back, you know, the, some of the body language, it was highlighted a match of the day too and so on. It, a lot needs to change there in a very short space of time and I, I, it, it worrying times. Randy for... just needs one more bit of driftwood so he can write, this house runs on gin, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Live, laugh, love. Is that all it is? My it's just an inspirational message monster, isn't it? That's true, yeah. yeah. I don't know how many envelopes he's got at the moment, but my goodness. He wasn't wearing his female body inspector shirt. That's why he that's why <laughs> went on the weekend, yeah. Trainee gynecologist. <laughs> um, I, Marcus. Yeah. Oh, you went you went below your ceiling there, I'm afraid. <laughs> Did you I? went to the basement. All oh, right, okay. All right. Well, I'll, allow me to come back t-shirts. up again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jim, I'll give you them back soon. Um, but yes, now, everybody, the transfer window is shut, of course. Kajunk! But not for free agents. They're still on the move. Uh, and this is in the context of Wolverhampton Wanderers because, uh, sadly for them, their new striker, uh, £50 million striker, uh, uh, Sasha uh, Kalidzic, uh, suffered an ACL injury on his debut. Now, as a result... Wolves are considering a deal to sign Diego Costa. Oh, it's been quite a mad start to the season. Diego Costa, <laughs> and I like <laughs> Keep the saying fa- it. Yeah. <laughs> come to us. And I like the fact that Wolves are going to be like, well, you know what? Let's just chuck more gasoline on it. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of heels, yeah, yeah. That's Diego yeah. Costa's music. <laughs> My goodness, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, apparently, it seems he's been been flown in for a medical, and uh, they're going to sign him if all goes to plan. We've Welcome. got a wonderful away, array of front men in the Premier League right now. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Good yeah. ones, bad ones, shit houses, good Some houses. It's a good roster. Yeah, right, you have a Royal Rumble <laughs> during the World Cup. I don't think Costa doing many make-a-wish John Cena do <laughs> wishes, is he? And Harland all win. Uh, right, everybody, before we go to a break, a reminder that Up Front is back tomorrow with a bumper preview of hey. the new WSL season, which begins this weekend. Search Up Front in your podcast app and hit subscribe to catch that first thing tomorrow morning. Features special guest and Spurs legend Jenna Skilachi. Come on. All right, everybody, let's have a quick break. Hmm. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. But this is a question I think I asked last year that you might know the answer of. You might not. It's all about why don't goalkeepers wear caps anymore? I think all goalies used to wear caps when it was sunny. And now we've got global warming, allegedly. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Uh, allegedly. Uh, Nottingham Forest. They lost 3-2 at home to Bournemouth. What a damning result, Jim, yes. for those tricky trees. But what a glorious win for those cherries. Yeah, really, really interesting clash before the game, This wasn't it? Because it was two teams who looked... Very much, you know, we were saying earlier there's no dross, and I think that is true, but these guys both really looked like they were struggling to find their feet. Obviously, Bournemouth had that absolute shellacking off Liverpool, mm-hmm. um, and it's been a bit chaotic at Forest, but this was a real kind of, um, it's almost like quite a bit of pride at stake here. You know what I mean? To see who's actually going to who's actually going to establish themselves first. And for us to go 2 0 up and then, then lose is, that's a tough one to take. Yeah. yeah. It well, felt quite deflating as well in the you know to watch the the highlights because the ground was pumping. Yeah, and, and it has been all yeah, all, and will be. It's an amazing place. Yeah, and, and, and McKenna making mistakes like that. You saw like you're, you are a, an established footballer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that you need to just do something very different to yeah. what you did. Well, you're right because as you say, two nil up. You know they're cruising. It's a great, it's a great start, and and it's what they needed. And of course, people like myself mm. and other big sexy people in the media have been saying that where are the goals going to come from well bang there you go 2 nil up at half time lovely yeah. old job um, but you know when Billing whacks that one in for what one of the goals yeah. <laughs> there's nothing you can do about that really <laughs> you just and, and, and from Forrest's point of view you think well okay fine you hold your hands up and you go well flipping neck then of course they've got the momentum 2-2 if it ends 2-2, it's disappointing. It's not a disaster. But as you say, right at the death, you know, McKenna. And then, of course, they had a great chance to equalise and didn't mm. take it. It's a very, very damning result and, and, and very deflating uh, for Nottingham Forest. But from Bournemouth's point of view, 
you, they needed something like that billing goal to get them back into it because it, you know a moment of magic and yeah. when somebody produces that suddenly as you saw the momentum's there mm. and what a win for them I mean under you know Gary O'Neill who insisted after the game that honestly I haven't considered whether I want the job permanently as we know with England that you, you sometimes getting a guy in who doesn't really want the job can work out quite well <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> so yeah. maybe that's this new strategy I don't know but considering that a bit of turmoil they've been in and, and, and not great results what a comeback Vitushin and uh, and getting a late winner as well it galvanizes everybody and gets them going. Yeah, I also thought the way they, the way Bournemouth came back into it, I think it'd be easy to look at the scoreline and think that it was just like Forrest completely panicking. Yeah. But Bournemouth suddenly just started playing the ball around so nicely. There was a lot of quality on the and show. When it, you know their third goal was it was an utter fuck up from McKenna. Yeah. But the build up to it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. They were basically just knocking the ball one touch in front of their own box yeah. and then spreading it wide and. You know, the mistake happened and they scored from there. Good but... finish under pressure from Anthony, who was asked after, wasn't he? Or what, what did you make of it? He was like, just got to stay focused. You know? yeah. Because it, a, bit, a lot of yeah. pressure. A yeah. huge three points was up for grabs yeah. there. Also, I think it's, it's very good for Bournemouth that Dominic Solanke managed to score because mm-hmm. he scored so many goals in the championship. We've seen, seen him in the Premier League before struggle a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he um, he has to do a metro, really, doesn't he? He has to start yeah. like just banging them in at this level. Yeah. Well, he, uh, Solanke, was it, who scored? You know that um, kickoff routine that's quite yeah. in vogue the at the moment? One that PSG scored from. Yeah, well, I think the first time I saw this, and I'm, I'm sure it wasn't the first time ever, but the first time I saw it was, was Parker's Bournemouth in the championship away at Fulham, who did this. And I'm pretty sure it was Solanke who got on the end of it, who lashed it in. Forgive me if that's wrong. So I think I, they were the ones who I saw, you know, because you see it all the time now. PSG did it, or they'd be mm. signed in South America or wherever. Because people tweet at Bournemouth saying, oh, cheers for that. Yeah. Yeah. It worked for us. Yeah. I wonder if it was Bournemouth who first did that. I, 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 th- I, think, it was, I think it was, isn't it? I think that's how the, the whole trend has started with them. I think other people have claimed, no, oh, actually, right. you know, we did this in Sunday League. Huh? Yeah. But I think it was Bournemouth who actually. They popularised it. They popularised it. Like Jacko popularised the moonwalk. Who was doing the moonwalk before Jacko? Ah, there's a clip of uh, a fella on top of the pops many years ago. Who, uh, who did, oh, the did it first? Yeah, did, wow. you know, did you not know this? No, I didn't know that. Oh, hey, breaking right. news. Yeah, <laughs> Pete, Pete's been doing it for years. <laughs> I know. Yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Bournemouth should do that like every few games. You can't do it every game. The moonwalk uh, as well <laughs> <but> in <laughs> no, celebration. That'd be showboated, wouldn't it? Especially yeah. with studs on. <laughs> God, yeah, you rake up the grass. <laughs> you would, yeah. Imagine if yeah. they just right. We're just going to try and score every goal like this. <laughs> Just getting the ball to the centre circle and start it again. They're doing it again. Yeah. Oh dear! But for Forest, it's the first time they have suffered back to back, back to back defeats under Steve Cooper. Yeah, that's going to be the reality of it. For indeed, the, for it is. Season, indeed, it? it is. Yeah. So it's all about uh, how they bounce back. It's again. all about bounce back ability, Jim. Indeed. Uh, Chelsea, talking of which, uh, beat West Ham two one. Oh, here we go then. Yeah. Do, do this one last. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Un- uneventful. Oh, dearie me. Uh, yeah, Pugmol have accepted that the decisions made at Chelsea Pugmol! and Newcastle, Peter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nobody well, tells you what to do. <laughs> no, Pugmol. Um, lovely throwback there. Yeah, uh, yeah the, the decisions were wrong at Chelsea and Newcastle. Every single one of them. Uh, <laughs> and, and they will fully cooperate with the Premier League in a review of the incidents as a matter of priority. What, what, that they mean? Mean? Yeah. what does that mean? What else That's have what they it, got on? Just yeah. stop fucking it up. <laughs> <laughs> this is a priority, Jim. Um, I mean, it's madness. It's absolute madness. Uh, so then, was the goal good? The West Ham, well, not equaliser. I, I don't think it was. Do you think it was a foul? I think it was a foul. Do you know what? I, I, I think he mo- I think he had the opportunity to lift his leg over the mm-hmm. goalkeeper mm-hmm. and the the foot actually travels closer to the goalkeeper in him clearing the keeper. I think so it, there's a differing view to what's yeah. been heard. And to be honest with you, Peter, 
when I heard about the scissors, because you hear about it obviously before mm. you see it, because the game, I don't think it was televised, or if it was, I wasn't watching it. Um, <laughs> got better things to do. Um, and and obviously the outcry on Twitter and Declan Rice tweeting mm. and Moyes' comments and all that stuff. And I saw it. And I thought, I can see how they're aggrieved, but it's, I didn't think it was as bad as no, that I think in, in real time, I can understand why the referee might have thought it was a foul. Yeah, but I think I, just because there's contact doesn't mean it's a foul. Well, and sure. I think that's the case. I think, no, the I, I think, yeah, the, he, I think, I think he, he wants to leave the smallest of foot in on the keeper. And it's, it, footballers do it all the time. Mm. They just they, they just sort of go, all right, well, I'm a bit angry because we're not winning. And I'll just leave, leave the, the trailing leg in just so, I know, just so he well, knows that I've touched look, him. Pugmol themselves Pugmol have admitted it. Are they just looking at it? I thought they were looking at it again. Yeah, They've no, not come down No, they've accepted the that decisions made at Chelsea and Newcastle were wrong. Isn't, that how, oh, we got, really, right, isn't yeah. this how we got into this mess? Because someone else looked at it. Yes. Well, uh, so, the, 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 I mean, I that very... I in fact, I don't think I've seen anybody on, on, on TV or anything say that they didn't think it was a foul and oh, a terrible okay, right. decision. But I, I don't think what you've said there is ridiculous at all, no. Peter. And, uh, but I think fundamentally this whole weekend, it just it's just protecting the referees on field or off field, wherever they are. Mm. We're talking about the very idea of technology rather than talking about the very fallible humans behind it. Yes. And we should be talking about the fallible humans behind yeah. it. But they've just got that kind of, mm-hmm. they've got like a little, little yellow plastic sheath and then around it a big chocolate mm. egg oh, and then some foil around it. They're just yeah. insulating themselves Where with can criticism. I get one of these? <laughs> <laughs> You've got to wait a few months for Easter. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> no, but I, I know what you're saying. I think that... Do you the... think Easter is Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the other one, isn't it? Yeah. What's got... Diwali again? <laughs> Festival of Lights. I know. Um, <laughs> Mate, I... I went to uni in Leicester. <laughs> I was partying every weekend for Diwali. <laughs> <laughs> but I think with, with the outcry or, or the people vilifying VAR this this weekend I just thought to myself like I, VAR has, has helped get more decisions right now before VAR wasn't it nine yeah. referees got something like 92% of decisions were, were, were correct which I think is not bad but I understand a, a bad decision can relegate a side you know people say well it, they all uh, you know balances itself out at the end of the, by, uh, across the season yes philosophically but in reality a, a poor decision can cost you a league title or a place in Europe or whatever so, so I, I understand that but but VAR, it, all it is is just highlighting the fact that some people think something's a foul and some people think it isn't. You know, it, you're never going to get a hundred percent right. It's not possible. Mm. And I just I just found it a bit tedious. Well, yeah, the, the sense, whole VAR the sense thing. That VAR itself, it just needs no, to people, go. And exactly, it's just wrong. It was the attacking VAR. No, fine. Be annoyed at the decision, but this idea of oh, VAR and it's yeah. taking longer. I understand it. Maybe it could be a little bit more streamlined, a bit quicker, or whatever. But the fact is, if, if people are taking a long time to look at it, it shows you how difficult these decisions yeah. are. Also, we, I do think the standard of officiating is is inexcusably bad, though. Whatever, whatever they're doing to train the referees, whatever they're doing to, to train, train the VAR, right, okay, it, that needs reforming, and it, it, it needs to be whatever it is they're doing is leading to this sort of thing happening far too often, and they need to take a look at it. They, they need to change it. How far? I away? don't have the answers to that, but it's, it's their job to, to fi- figure this out. Yeah, like, no, no, I agree with that. I, mean, I suppose we go back to the old argument of like when VIR came in, the rules had to change slightly because mm. you're judging it by different metrics, pra- yeah. Yeah, metrics and parameters now. How far away do you think we are from someone getting a bad VAR call and taking their TV outside and smashing it to bits. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're that far from that. You don't think? No. I think well, I think we're going to fight, you know, like when they beat the shit out of Johnny Five in short circuit. <laughs> oh. I, th- I think someone is gonna, someone is going to run on the field and batter the VAR by I the think, time. I think about that poor Johnny Five scene. It's heartbreaking. Weekly, it's horrible. It's the worst. Mm. It's one of the worst pieces of cinema. 
It makes me so sad. I, have, I haven't seen it for years and I'm, it's awful. To Don't, watch it. It. Don't watch well, it. Don't watch it. Well, I won't watch it. Um, but, uh, but speaking of sort of people trying to, uh, if you will, take the situation into their own hands, in the Brentford game, a young supporter was seen offering money to the referee behind the VAR monitor as he checked it for the Tony penalty. <laughs> Which I, I, kid has cash? Yeah, I, well, I don't have cash. Why do kids have cash? His dad's either a barber or a fish and chip shop man. <laughs> <laughs> Is there That's the only two? That's a very good call. Maybe, maybe his dad has slipped in the money gone, go on, son. Yeah. <laughs> do you pay your barber in cash? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do as well. Yeah, a lot, of the, a lot of them still do that, and you're yeah. like, come on. Yeah. Come on. We know what's coming <laughs> on here. Come on. Come on now. It's time. Stop, stop being silly. Stop being naughty. And you can buy a Zettel for five quid on uh, First and Marketplace. <laughs> come on. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Are we, how far are we away from, from fans bringing their own TVs to the ground? <laughs> showing their idea. But video yeah. in it, videoing it from your phone and then streaming it. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then <laughs> deep faking it. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah. That's it. Uh, I don't know. But mm. I, what's the solution here, Vish? You've got a few seconds to find one. <laughs> Um, take it. Take the kids' money. Yeah, okay. Yeah, take the kids' <laughs> and money. Yeah, he's offering money. it. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was a tip. <laughs> Getting all these decisions yeah. right. <laughs> I think that's a dad teaching his kid how to shit out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I just know, handed but, in the. T- yeah. I'm not doing it. You do it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. also, what, what, finally, your time has come, son. Yeah. Why, why are we breeding dickheads so young? <laughs> oh, that, that's a very good question. Uh, but I mean, mm. so, but you thought it was a foul, though, Jim. I do. Yeah. No, sorry, no, sorry, sorry. Don't sorry. Think it was you a didn't think it was a no. foul. Sorry, yes, yes, yes. Uh, See, it's hard, isn't it? It Dick is very hard. <laughs> I can't even... Big mouth uh-huh. strikes again. Oh, what do you think uh, it was? Morrissey, what, do you, yeah. what do you think it was? Three, two, one, go. Do you know what? I've seen, either way, but I think it was as harsh as it, I would have let the goal stand. But I, I can understand. I don't think it was as outrageously bad as so many of the pundits thought it was. And I think sometimes when there's a decision, there's almost a rounding of pundits. Oh yeah, we can really get our teeth in here and yeah. score some moral points or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it really it, it is quite odd. Uh, but anyway, um, it, talk it sports was... clearing their Monday and Tuesday schedule. Yeah. <laughs> but I but it was a shame because Corday, the way he finished it was absolutely yeah. glorious. Well, he yeah. should have scored that header. Well, he had a chance. Before, yeah, and he I mean he thought to himself, right, I'll make up for it. And for a moment, we all thought he we all thought he had. Um, but yes, but I've had a vital win for Chelsea. Really, they've, been, they've not been that great, of course, no. this season. Nice to see Ben Chilwell. Uh, 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 back among uh, yeah. I said the goals he hasn't scored a goal for what was it nearly 11 months something like that um, but uh, but what did you think of I mean well that, you know, I was going to ask you about the one at Newcastle Peter but uh, uh, I, I again I think that was I, I can understand why at the time it wasn't it, it wasn't given but yeah it's it sucks but I don't think that was the biggest issue I don't think any of the VR decisions uh, VAR decisions this weekend were as bad and the ones that they picked out for special uh, um, mentioned the pug moles mm. uh, <laughs> the uh, the Newcastle one I, I didn't think was as bad as you but but uh-huh. fucking annoying again yeah. I mean, the goal should have stood Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's quite quite bad. Well, something we didn't <laughs> in, mention in, in the parameters of the situation. Yeah. I mean, something we we didn't mention actually in the Forest Bournemouth game was uh, Michael Oliver ignoring the advice of VAR, going rogue. Taking, All right. Yeah. Take it. Taking They've control. No, back. actually. <laughs> um, but, there, but but I think some of the discussion was sexy, was, wasn't it? Was very <laughs> sexy. Yeah. Was, was, the, was the difference between referees who've been in the game for a, a long time and, mm-hmm. and those who haven't? I think Alan Shearer was talking about the match of the day. Yeah. Like, who will? Who will? Who would decide to overrule themselves because they've not been in the game very long? They're like, oh well. But if they're in that position anyway, they they should be able to back themselves because well, that, they're, they're referees who got to the Premier League. Well, also, I mean, that's saying that that you shouldn't have 
you know, how do referees get yeah, Premier League experience? How do you become a referee? And yeah. also, are you saying you shouldn't have experienced referees working VAR? Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, just unfortunately, that's one of those also, things. Also, as well, the problem now is because this has become such a thing so early in the season, every ground in the, in the country, mm. when, the moment it goes to VAR for yeah. any decision, whether it's proven to be right or wrong, people are going, oh. Well, I just, I just, and it just it makes the problem worse and the pressure yeah. more. But I, I totally get why it would frustrate a manager. I mean, Moises said his comments, and I understand it would, would uh, annoy players and, and all that. But it's not like it was perfect before. There was a reason why it was brought in. And I just wonder if this is the first time. You know, we've we've heard managers and, and other people trying to influence um, refereeing decisions and, and even who they get as a referee in years gone by. Is, is this just another extension of that? Is people mm. trying to put pressure on, on, on people working VAR? I mean, it's all getting a little bit uh, concerning. We but, could do a VAR referee. We could do it like jury duty. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, yeah, one citizen has to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and otherwise, or has to have a good excuse why he can't do it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely right. Why can't you do it? Because I support... Because uh, I'm in Salford. <laughs> <laughs> have twelve angry men in there. Men in there. Yeah. Yes, oh I tell so you what. Just eleven. Yeah, there was <laughs> there was a shocking decision in an FA Cup qualifying match this weekend. By the way, as listener Marissa and a few others pointed out to us, um, Shepton Mallet AFC tweeted the following during during their FA Cup qualifying match this weekend. Seventy six minutes gone. Blackfield keeper is sent off for urinating in the hedge. Never seen it before. Nil nil. <laughs> <laughs> I felt it needed an old school twist. Yeah. yeah. I, I liked um, if you go on Shepton Mallet AFC's uh, Twitter page, which we all uh, have. Well, yeah, one of their players, uh, Luke Woodall, he fucked his ankle up, and uh, there's a picture of him in hospital, and he's got the uh, little oxygen, uh, you know, oh, that he's yeah, put yeah, in yeah. your mouth. He's off his fucking head. He's brilliant. <laughs> he's going, hey, I fucked my ankle up. Woo-hoo. I'm in the hedge as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, apparently uh, Conor Maseko tried his luck when he went out. Um, the ball went out for a goal kick, right? And the Shepton, Pla- Shepton Planet, Shepton right. Mallet players, yeah. saw him and drew the uh, incident to the attention of the referee. Where I'll keep my pawn. Don't we on it? <laughs> <laughs> he's oh, been yeah. in there a while yeah, I've, I've, yeah. <laughs> just a piss he's yeah. not weighing just a piss <laughs> that'll be the next step won't it <laughs> good god ah, I think there's a few steps before that having a job Liam and have a go oh, do you reckon a, just a wee poop <laughs> <laughs> running into a bush <laughs> <laughs> a wee escape <laughs> to just, knock one out <laughs> oh, it's dear. good stuff well Blackfield and Langley manager Conor how do you McCarthy. relax a, a guest <laughs> <laughs> he said he protected himself. Uh, he was right. inside the hedge. Uh, sometimes when you have to go, <laughs> like you have Simpson, to go. Yeah. Kind of retreating into it. Did he find like when you go for a piss, you're at your most vulnerable? I don't. <laughs> Anything could happen to you. Is he not, protected himself. Is it not the fact he left the field of play? Is that not the issue? You're here? allowed to do that, are you? No, you leave the field of play. You have to have the referee's permission. I think Jens oh, Lehmann right. did that once, didn't he? Yeah, he, he did. Yeah, him, but yeah. I think if you if you maybe Barthez did it as well on the pitch. I mean, he disappeared <laughs> out of sight. <laughs> I think that was maybe the problem. They were like, what's he doing in the hedge? And the referee thought, well, hang on, as Pete said, maybe this is a red card. Marginal marginal gains. Whereas Whereas if they'd have seen him just having a whittle. Marcus Rashford, Rashford, absolute rapido fast, just running at you. You just get out and start peeing. What a power player. Did Eric Dyer not run off for a job he wants? Yeah, do you remember Mourinho said he ran back in and had to knock on the door to get him out? Or he sent a coach to do that. But I think the fact is that we knew Do you think he washed his hands? Oh, Probably not. Probably not. What do you mean probably not? It's, probably an, it's not. an automatic thing. Yeah. What do you mean? Muscle is memory, it? that is. Muscle memory. <laughs> Much like doing the, the wee poop. Well, it's like, I guess it's... <laughs> <laughs> Commentator back there, there. 
You just don't want to do a Lineker. That's the situation, isn't it? Everyone's I think we've all learned yeah. from old Gary there. Um, let's finish uh, our Premier League chat, even though that was uh, FA Cup qualified round with <laughs> Everton nil, Liverpool nil. Ooh. The Merseyside derby. It was all about the goalkeepers, mm. particularly Jordan Pickford, England's number one, Vitution. I put it to you that he is still the number one over Ramsdale. Um, I mean, officially he is, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, he did very well. He did very well. Oh. He um, that uh, save off Darwin Nunez, you know, the um, chest and volley from the side, mm. which is very reminiscent of Fernando Torres, by oh, the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about the save against Mo Salah right at the day? Yeah, that was good. Well, you know, you talked about earlier about um, talked earlier about Brighton losing Neil Morpé mm-hmm. and also how many goals they've scored. Morpé just I scored. mean, that was a, oh, yeah. what a chance! You've, you've basically got your see your season yeah. ahead of you. Yeah. totally sorted. If you yeah, bang that, you're in. absolutely right. Because Conor yeah. Cody thought he had his sorted, didn't yes, he? Yeah. I mean, of all the people. Yeah. Because apparently he's from Liverpool and he supported a team from Liverpool when he was a boy, Jim. Are you allowed to do that? <laughs> What's that, support team from you Liverpool? You have to live in Bolton to play for Liverpool, don't <laughs> I you? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, a sh- it was a great shame for him. Um, but Lampard's lads showing a bit more, Jimmy? Yeah. Uh, it was actually quite an impressive performance, wasn't it? It was. Think, um, yeah, right in time to play us. So I don't like where that's going. <laughs> <laughs> One nil loss for Arsenal. Mm. Alex Iwobi, midfield dynamo. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you seen that uh, ex-Liverpool man Sadio Mane, who seems to be having a lovely time at Bayern Munich, um, was apparently, according to Bild, uh, he spent 105 minutes signing autographs after Bayern's game on Saturday. It's like uh, Tom Cruise-esque, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Deli Alley, talking of uh, former Liverpool and Everton players. Well, he's still an Everton player. Technically, he's only on loan. Scored his first for Besiktas on the weekend. Good, good to, to see. see. Yeah, he's, he's he's done well in his first two games. He got a lovely little nutmeg in his first game, so it's good. And Eric Dyer was saying recently that he spoke to to Deli Ali, um, and because they were big mates, weren't they at one yeah, time? Yeah, that was well, quite yeah, a sad yeah. thing when it seemed like they weren't mates anymore. But it, well, maybe they are because he said he spoke to him and he said Deli, I said I'm looking forward to a fresh start. I think you know it, it sounds good and it looks good I so far. I hope Declan Rice and Mason Mount are okay over everything that's happened at the weekend. <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think they'll be fine. I think yeah. they'll be fine. Do you know what was quite sweet? Um, at the end of the game, at the Chelsea-West Ham game, um, Emerson Palmieri got a really lovely, um, I suppose, reception from all the Chelsea players. Because mm. you know when someone's like that, they're, constant, mm. they're in a squad for so long, you yeah. never really know if they're seen as a nuisance to the rest of the squad, yeah. right. as they are to the fans. Yeah. But they're clearly, like, he's clearly quite a popular lad and uh-huh. they're squeezing his little cheeks. Indeed, yeah, careful. Um, his face so, cheeks aha. Uh, well, so we finished with the Premier League there chaps uh, on a derby let's go to another derby that was mm. north of the border it was Celtic 4 Rangers nil. they were 3 up inside 40 minutes I tell you what Big Ange knows how to play those jerseys doesn't he they hammer them every time yeah. <laughs> I find it interesting because there was a time when Gerard, his side knew how to play Celtic but they didn't know how to win the league and they figured out how to win the league, but the results against Celtic weren't as, as good. And their results in Europe weren't bad. Then Giovanni van Bronckhorst has, is, has been very impressive results in Europe. The league was yet to be seen this, this, this time around, but they've, they've, they can't play against Celtic. So it's, mm. it's difficult to get all three. <laughs> um, but it's impressive, Jim. I mean, blimey. Yeah, really, really good. Because old Postacoglu, when he first started, I mean, I know it's a little while ago now, and they are champions, so it almost seems stupid to say this, but they didn't start too well under him. Celtic's second goal, was it Jota? A lovely was finish. just absolutely beautiful. It was a lovely finish. Brilliant. What brilliant about the fourth goal. one? Well worked move? <laughs> John I mean, McLaughlin. Yeah. What? I mean, the third was pretty bad as well, like right through the keeper's leg. No, the, oh, the, the, fir- the, first was was, the first was also bad. He palmed it into the corner. <laughs> well, it was, but the the fourth one, I mean, he basically just went, well, you're going to score, aren't you? So you might as well have it <laughs> yeah. back. You know, stop trying. <laughs> Tell you what, clean sheet for Joe Hart. Is it too late? Qatar's coming. <laughs> Put Ivan Tony in there. <laughs> Get Tony in there. Um, well, I tell you what, it'd be, it'd be, Joe Hart, he'll be playing against Real Madrid 
if he gets picked, you would imagine he would be. But that's up against the best fish. It's European champions. Yeah, let's see what happens after that game. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, <laughs> say that afterwards. Do you know yeah. what was it? What, what I quite liked was uh, a couple of the Celtic players and and, and Postecoglou himself were asked. Well, you know, you are obviously playing with a lot of attacking verve and, and whatnot. Well, what about Real Madrid? And they basically just seemed to think, well, well, it's at home. We know what it's like. We're we're not going to change a bloody thing, you know. And I thought, <laughs> well, it'll be very interesting to see what happens. Uh, oh, gentlemen, talking about England call ups and all that kind of stuff. Well, you were talking as you about constantly that. Constantly, aren't well, I, it's a bit of a shame for for, for Joe Hart and I. You just do that over dinner talking about England. <laughs> Let shall we say grace? You wake up doing that, don't you? <laughs> well, we have to finish the show somewhere, Jim, and, that, and this is what we've been given. So you know, I've, I've cut you and pasted a picture of Pugwall as he looks like now. Is that Pugwall? That's, that's Pugwall. Yeah, Jason Torrance. He wow. is uh, currently. Uh, well, he was a founding member of Middle Eastern surf band The Reefers and is the drummer in Melbourne heavy rock act Bugdust. Oh, right. <laughs> and, he, and he's also the head of audio engineering at the Australian College of the Arts. It's good to see he's still very much in music. It's good stuff. Because that's what it was all yep. about, Pugwall, which uh, I reckon about 93% of our audience will have no idea what that is. Nope. Um, God bless them all. But uh, <laughs> uh, what was I talking about? I was talking about England. Okay. No, you were talking about England, so I'll pick it up from there. Um, yeah, sad for Joe Hart and Ivan Tony because Gareth Southgate wasn't wasn't in the country to see these no. games. Hopefully, he's um, got some way of uh, finding out. But he was in Italy, and he was Ooh. watching Chrissy Smalling and Tammy Abraham for Roma. Was he watching Tammy Abraham and Chris Smalling? Was he watching Chris Smalling as well? Uh, Chris Smalling was there. He was he was involved. <laughs> yeah. uh, sadly, Roma were beaten four 0 by Udinese, <laughs> so not the best game to, uh, to to go and see. Um, Jose Mourinho said after that match, I prefer to lose 4-0 once than 1-0 four times, yeah, given the choice, fine, which yeah, we're right. often given, aren't we? Uh, Ooh, he's pulled the wool over our eyes there. None of us are thinking about the 4-0. He's such a magician with words. <laughs> what a trickster. Yeah, so they've still got like nine points to play for. I don't know. Um, uh, apparently he was at the Milan derby too to see uh, Fakara Tamori play. That's good news. Mm. I want to see Tamori involved a bit yes. more with England, mm -hmm. I think. Uh, and a good win for those boys with Olivier Giroud getting, uh, I think he got the winner in that game. Um, so so there we are. Right, uh, before we go, let's have an email, Pete Donaldson. Oh, we got an email from Chris Best. I can confirm uh, that at least one uh, past Premier League manager has been in an Aldi. Oh, this is picking up from what we were talking about the other day. Yeah, I mean, it was more like one of them will have been in one more than every other one, if you know what I mean. So we're just kind of we're collating the figures, I suppose. Um, back when Roberto Mancini was Manchester City manager, I could barely believe it uh, when, on a break from work, I saw Roberto walk past me in the Manchester Arndale coming out of the renowned discounter with some of his backroom staff. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it sound like they're all in like yeah, in kit, like a huddle. Yeah. yeah. Now I have to say, I didn't see any shopping bags. He could have just bought a few seal bars to put in his pocket. But Aldi is quite a decent cut through if you want to go from the Arndale to Market Street. So you may have just been taking advantage of that easy access. Anyway, the question was, who had been in one, and now the totalizer can stand at at least one. Yeah. And actually, mm. if this. If this is such a good cut through, it stands to reason that actually maybe many managers would yes. have used it. Yes. Right. Van Gaal. Maybe. Mm. Mark Hughes. Mark <laughs> Hughes. Pellegrini. <laughs> uh, Pellegrini. The old so-and-so. Uh, all right. Yeah. Interesting stuff. We've also got a tweet from Richard Young as right. well, sharing a pink uh, jazzy advert for a Romany palmist. Uh, the advert reads, advice given on your past, present and future. Uh, this lady has read the palms of uh, Mike Baldwin, Randy, uh, Wendy Richards, uh, Jack Duckworth, Mavis Riley, John Prescott, Sir J. Mills, Kevin Keegan. Lucky charm available. So there's a woman out there who knows Kevin Keegan's future. Oh, good we God. We must get in touch My with her. My goodness. No, we don't need to. <laughs> Can you imagine him leaning forward being like, tell me, just like knocking yeah. the table down, crystal ball shatters. <laughs> Spirits escape out into the world. <laughs> 
turning oh over the cards. Oh my god, this is why the world's mad now, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? He went there around 2016. <laughs> Something went awry. Turning on the card, it's not like timeline. death or the ferryman. It's it's literally a picture of Kevin Keegan yeah. on fire. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Small little mirror. <laughs> Everyone else came out satisfied. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, Keggy. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Good stuff. Well, do get in touch with us with that kind of crap. Show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble. Uh, good news, everybody. We're back tomorrow with the Football Rambles Guide to... Hard men. Hard men. Everything you need to know about football's fabled breed with Tough Vish, guys. Pete and Jim, the three resident hard men of mm. the Football Ramble. I think Get in the bush. <laughs> <laughs> it includes a story about football's original hard man who apparently took a gun to contract negotiations. Uh, well worth it for that. That's out tomorrow right here on the Football Ramble feed. So smash that subscribe button. Mm if you haven't already. Um, there we are, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Vitushin. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. Farewell, everyone. Thank you, James. Thank you. And thank you, listeners. See you soon. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. 